When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe, and sometimes in professional wrestling, the fans become the show. And out of those fans, sometimes you get a super fan. That's who we have today. He is known as the sign guy, Mr. Rick Ockberger. And I want to tell you, from personal experience, some of his signs were stupid and not funny. That was the ones about me. Here he is. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. You know, it's... It is such an honor to be, uh, you know, talking with a Hall of Famer, uh, someone I truly respect, uh, Mr. Briscoe. It, it is an honor, sir. And John. Well, thank you, Rick. And man, it, it's so good to have you on. And John, John, I wait a minute. Who said it was good to have him on? Yeah, John. Rick. Hey, John. It's my. It's my. This is my part of the segment where you, you throw that our guest, and a guest refers to me as usual, and thanks me for being a nice guy, and, and you for being here. So it's my turn uh, to, to ask Rick. Rick, uh, you know, we're, John John requested you that I, I look you up and I get you on here. So, you know, you know, don't shake your head. No, I'm telling you the fact here. <laughs> we're starting off on a wrong boat already here. Right. I see all your awards back there. Is there a award that you got on your wall that pertains to John Lakefield? That's my big question. Oh, absolutely not. He gives out awards? Are you yeah, kidding no, me? No. Yeah. Yeah, his, no, fan, uh, his fan club uh, gives them out every year. He's got a fan club? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's him, it's Gerald right? Gerald and Bruce Richard. They have two people. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got two people. We got we got one other person. We know he listens because he bitches about our interviews with guests all the time. That's Bruce Richard. He's, he's our only listener. So you're going out to an audience of three. John, yep. myself, John, myself, and Bruce Richard. So. Gotcha. Well, you could you couldn't have three better guys oh uh, you know listen to this podcast you know but that's all you need and you guys have some solid sponsors i guess coke oh, and, oh yeah and mcdonald's yeah. and oh, okay yeah yeah awesome yeah, Very water good. zephyr hills water yeah okay yeah we okay. got we got we got it and monster we got we got them all and monster with some vodka in there i, I bet sure burger king wow burger king, yeah that's that's from King Lawler. King Lawler lined that one up for us. Oh, the King. Okay, yeah. that's good. But, uh, you yeah. know, Rick. Rick. You know, you said such an interesting guy, according to John. So I had to find out for myself. Right. But I, okay. I you know, I'm doing a little thing on on a, on a self-written uh, bio sheet that I would, couldn't pull up on Wikipedia because Wikipedia said Rick who? Sign oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, I got I got some information on it. Seems that I stumbled upon a little nugget here that that's really good. That 
you're you're originally from Ohio, which makes you a lot better. Because I always thought you're from Texas, because that's all I ever saw. And you know how Oki thinks about Texans, you know. So right. But when I found out you're from the Buckeye State, wow. So, uh, but anyway, how did a Buckeye State guy that was a basketball college basketball player end up in the middle of a WWE? Uh, uh, ring uh, with, with John's favorite guy. I got to tell you, you're right up there with Tony Timmel with John. You know what I mean? So when you're, when you're playing basketball, tell us a little bit about basketball, Rick. Oh, my goodness. that That is a long story. And uh, let's hope I keep your uh, viewers and listeners awake. But uh, yeah, growing up in Ohio, pretty much there wasn't a whole lot I'll to be, do. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. All right, see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Well, we got that one viewer, so we're still good. Uh, you know, growing up in Ohio, wasn't much to do but play basketball, pretty much. It was in Gahanna, Ohio, a little suburb of Columbus. And, uh, you know, my aunt moved to San Antonio, Texas, where she said, I think Rick could dominate here. I've been a six-man in, in Ohio. Moved to Texas, San Antonio. Yeah, I was pretty good. And uh, wound up, got a scholarship with uh, Stephen F. Austin State University. Axum Jacks. Uh, I don't like John applied there for football, but he didn't meet the academic standards. Oh, well, that's a shock. And you got in, right, Rick? Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Got that got scholarship. Uh not yeah, not for smarts, that's for sure. But my sophomore year, we were two and twenty-five. Uh, not a proud moment. Uh, but as soon as I left, they made the big dance. Who are the two teams you beat? Uh were they the high school blind and I think a cosmetic uh like a hairdresser school so cool cool yeah so we were next to last in the nation brooklyn university was last i remember and then us so that was that was a while back but as soon as i left the ladies from the cosmetology school was it close or was it like in overtime okay now this is (laughs) our ladies team at stephen f austin was actually ranked uh, in the nation and there was always the Boy, I wonder if the girls' team can beat the boys' team. And I always heard that mess and stuff, but uh, we were very good. Well, could they? Yeah, could they? They, <laughs> they probably could. Yeah. If uh, if I was playing, yes, they could. Yeah, they could definitely beat us. So I played bench. But uh, uh, you know, after that, uh, I was in radio TV. Uh, I worked at for a couple television stations, some NBC affiliates in Tyler and in uh, Nacogdoches, and uh, left that. There's no money in TV, as John well knows. So uh, started going into sales, and I've always had this a passion for watching wrestling. Uh, even back in the Ohio days, I would watch the TBS Superstation. I'd see, you know, you get the Ric Flair and the, and the Dusty Rhodes and uh, uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 and all these guys, and I just I was fatuated with it. These were larger-than-life superheroes. Just uh, had a fond appreciation of it until I went to a show. And that's where the hook comes in, is I loved it. These guys, these guys who I see on TV are actually there. And if I say, hey, you suck, they're going to respond to me. This is, <laughs> what's going on? And it even elevates that with, with signs. I'm holding up a sign. They come over and rip it up or dump water on me. It became a drug. It became an obsession. And uh, after, I don't know, 1,600 shows, it's it's still, it, it seems like the first time every time I go to another show. So I don't even know if that answered your question, but there you go. So you, 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 you didn't become, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's possibly all WWE, but I do, I have gone to, you know, uh, just a couple TNAs and uh, impacts and WCW. I actually stole a script uh, when I was sitting front row there. Someone left that out. So I just grabbed it and ran out real quick. Did it fall out of Michael A's pocket? It probably did. Yeah. (laughs) Along with a, you know, a little bottle of, uh, Thunderbird. What kind, what kind of script? <laughs> uh, it, was, right. <laughs> it, was, it was two pages. It was a pamphlet. Right. <laughs> and you open it up and says, just wing it. So these 1,600 shows, was yeah. WWE giving you tickets or were you paying for it? Pay, paying for it. Loved it. Was was a groupie. Uh, I can tell you as of the, the last few years, though, I've, I've maybe reached out a time or two to say, man, these tickets are expensive. Can you help? You know, cause I just want to go. I know a lot of people uh, love to go to the pay-per-views. They love to go to the, the, the TV, the Raws, the Smackdowns, what have you. I love the house shows. I love the live events where I guess things are still kind of, you know, do this, 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 but it's, it's more loose. It's more them having fun out there. And if I have a sign or something, they'll come up and say something or, or, or interact, and that's what I'm really looking for is that that interaction part of it. So, what is have been you ever best... had any trouble? Have... Go ahead, Ed Don. What has been the best interaction with a sign that you've had with somebody? Oh, maybe, the, maybe the angriest somebody has been besides me, because I <laughs> I hate all your signs about me. <laughs> Man, I mean, oh. the thing is, you go on a loop. You know what a loop is. You know, you're in you're in Austin heard, one day. Yeah, so we've heard. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm following that loop. <laughs> I'm going five shows just like y'all, five or six or whatever it is, and I'm coming up with signs for like you, a different one each night. It's tough to do. So yeah, you saying a lot of the signs are crummy. You're right because it's it's hard to come up with different stuff and is this going to work and this stuff and after a while even the the superstars come up and let me know about it it's like, oh that's oh that's good oh that's bad you know stuff like that and i usually get that from the miz he always uh reacts to that but my to get the biggest uh meanest interaction would have to be the person who ripped up my very first sign and this was a raw tv show and it was the nation of domination. And uh, I think South Park was big at that time. So I had Cartman pulling his pants down and, and farting. And it says the nation of flatulation. And Mark Henry didn't like that. So during commercial break, he comes right over, shreds it up. And uh, that's what got me hooked was wow. But there was a time at a house show, couldn't tell you what city or where, but uh, I was very professional. I'd carry these uh, leather-bounded artwork. You know, you've seen like the, the these briefcases, basically. Uh, but they're really thin. And I guess architects or whoever use them, I use them for my artwork because I am an artist. Uh, I'd bring them into shows. And I had one there with 12 signs ready for the show. Mark's match was second. He comes over immediately and shreds the whole briefcase along with the signs. That, I, that feat of strength was incredible. And Charles <laughs> so Robinson had, how, felt Wait a minute, how, how many signs were there? There were like 10 or 12. And he ripped them all up. Yeah, but the case itself was, <laughs> I'm talking leather bound, thick, and he just like shredded it up like, 
I don't know, like like this little piece of paper. I mean, fly, you know, everything flying everywhere. And Charles Robinson comes over and just picks up a little piece of sign and goes, here you go, man. Like, <laughs> it, it was amazing. So that reaction was pretty incredible. But uh, yeah. Did he rip up the briefcase too or just the signs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a leather brown briefcase. He shredded it up. Mark Henry ripped up a leather briefcase. Yes, yes, along with all the signs. <laughs> he is the world's strongest man. John. It's not yes, he is. The guy can bend a frying pan. I mean, no, no. We, I saw him one time. Yeah. We were in a, a, like a like a high school dressing room type. You know, had the uh, combination locks on. Uh-huh. And Arn Anderson had put his bag in there, and somehow the lock the locker closed. And so they were uh-huh. got a crowbar, and they were trying to pull the locker apart to get Arn's stuff out. And Ron said, wait till Mark gets here. Mark walked in, put a towel over the locker, put a towel on top of the locker, and ripped that locker off its hinges. Jeez. I mean, they, you know, he's that's no BS, him being the world's strongest man, which obviously he won it twice. But the, when we saw that, we literally said, Mark, if we've ever offended you, we apologize right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, never seen anything, I've never seen anything like that in person. So ripping yeah. up the leather is incredibly impressive, but – yeah. Very believable. Oh, goodness. The guy, I mean, I was, I had my doubts. Uh, I, I'd run into him every once in a while, maybe at a hotel, at a restaurant after a show or something like that. Would never smile, would just give me the meanest look. And for, I don't, it had to be decades that I thought, he's going to kill me one of these days. And uh, my God, he doesn't like me. It's such I a shame it he made, didn't. I know. And I think it was like maybe a year ago, he was at like an, a local promotion and I went up, hey, how you doing, Mark? And he was nicest, sweetest guy ever. I've met his lovely family. Uh, so we're best of friends now. So. Thank when, God. When you, run into, when, you, when you run into guys like that out, out, away, out of the arena, what kind of reaction do you get? Do you get friendly, friendly uh, smile in them or in them uh, come up and say, you know, hey, good job tonight or anything? Yeah, like yeah, uh, all of them, super friendly. Um, it, you know, even – <laughs> there there was one time actually uh going on a loop um i think we were in san antonio and i believe we were flying to corpus christi on a southwest airline and well we we drew c you know in southwest which is like the last but we look over and we see the whole smackdown roster about to board that plane and i've been ripping on them the, the night before just mercifully just crazy and so it's almost like a dream where my friend and i scott were, were on the plane walking down the aisle you know and there's brock lesnar staring at me and that there's eddie guerrero over here and you just name the names the big show couldn't really sit anywhere so he had a front row seat and he's wrestling with his uh you know, seat belt, and they had to get an attachment, and that wouldn't work. So uh, you're you're telling us that Big Show had to get an extension to get around his wrist, Rick. That's yeah. what you're. That's what you're saying, right? Rick correct. Was correct. And he was he, sitting next. He's to gonna Paul. kill you. I know. Well, I've already had you know a sign uh, for him last, the, the other night. It says you know Big Show moonlights at Sea World. Uh, I think that was it. And so I'm trying to lay low. I don't have the gear on but I'm just kind of like this and I'm looking for a seat trying to find something. And one of the security at WWE goes, Hey, 
everybody, it's Sign Guy. Look, hey, Big Show, look who's here. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Show goes, well, why don't you just sit right here, Sign Guy? Sit right next to me. Come on, I got a seat right for you, buddy. I'm like, no, thank you, sir. He's, oh, it's sir now. Oh, okay. And I'm like, good God, get me off this flight. So I'm, I'm hiding in like two rows uh, in the front. He shows over here and I'm over here. And during the middle of the flight, he gets up to go to the, get something out of the top of the storage area. And I'm like, oh, here we go. He goes, hey, coming to the show tomorrow? Yes, sir. He goes, good. It'd be good to see you. Goes and sits down. He is awesome. He, he's an extremely nice guy. So I love the ones who just, they get it. They get the joke. I'm not there to offend anybody. I'm there to have fun. Except when it's like, you know, JBL. I'm, I'm there to offend. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why and none, <laughs> none of the signs you made about me were funny. None were funny. One was good. I think one was good. And it was uh, WrestleMania. And I think it was WrestleMania 22, Chicago, I want to say. And... I had a, a, a big sign, and on one side, it had a pack of beef jerky. On the other side, it had your face, and it said, beef jerky, beefy jerk. That's not funny. funny. I love that sign. Thank Do you. you still have that? I mean, that's awesome. I don't. I don't have that. What, not, a, crea- that, what a creative guy. I mean, there's <laughs> no humor in that. John, you got to look at it the right way, though. You're looking at it too personal. It's not, it's not even creative. It's not. It's funny. genius. No, it's, it's not. I, I agree with our guest, Rick. Rick, uh, you know, did John ever try to get physical with you or threaten you in any way, <laughs> shape, or form? Uh, well, he actually did just recently. Uh, this just is recently. I did. Yeah, he pushed me up uh, at uh, WrestleCon. Yeah. Uh, this, and then, uh, this is while he, he, he he's a uh, he's John. He's not JBL. Oh no, it was me. Rick. That was me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't know the difference between JBL and John. It's all, <laughs> you know, those psychos. Yeah. So as soon as I walk into uh, what WrestleCon uh, this, what was it this year? I don't even remember. Yeah, this, he pulls me up against the wall and goes, "You're going on our show." So I said, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." And then he goes and sits down at his booth where there's no line, and he's right next to Trish and Lita, <laughs> who have this line out the door. So him and Virgil have about the same drawing. <laughs> they, they had Ron Simmons in like another room, like a half a mile away. And they separate us and they put me by Trish and Lita. So there's like, like <laughs> no one but sign guy knows I'm there. Right. <laughs> it, it was fun. We talked about how great. And, and I will point out that sign guy actually pointed it out to all the fans. Look at JBL. He's got no fans. <laughs> Christian Lee has everybody. I can't leave that moment. And, and I, I said at that point, I reiterate the fact I hate you. <laughs> well, good night, folks. Well, see you later. So you do five or six shows in a row. How do you get out yeah. of work? Are you driving back and forth to work? What? How are you doing that? No, uh, are you employed? <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. Employed. Are you employed? <laughs> Yes, yes, and they're very lenient. I get my, I can get my job done on. Do they know they 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 know that your your other life is Rick the Sign Guy WWE? Sure, yeah, they they were very they understood my passion and uh, what I love to do, and of course, it, it wasn't all the time, but it was maybe I don't know, uh, or at that time it was about 40, 50 shows a year, um, which is wow. 
It's a lot, but good lord. I mean, you guys, how how many have you done? Three hundred in a year or something crazy? We lose count. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever made a sign about somebody at work? Like I hate this woman, and just put a sign on an arrow or something? No, there. It's uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, wrestling, <laughs> I guess. So, but I have actually uh, taken my signs beyond uh, the wrestling realm and brought it to other avenues, like concerts. You were you were invited up on the stage at a concert, correct? Uh, I was I was brought up uh, at a couple of them, but there there was one time where uh, there's an artist his name's Lenny Kravitz, and he has a very we, we've attractive... heard of Lenny Kravitz. You don't have to explain this stuff to us, okay? We've heard of <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. If you have some like new person that's like just there, we don't know who that is. Uh, Lenny Kravitz is old like us. Even I know who Lenny Kravitz is. So it was at this Bing Crosby concert. And <laughs> yeah, we were probably there too. Okay. All right. So she has this uh, pretty attractive drummer. And uh, my friend and I are big Aerosmith fans. And we kind of followed Aerosmith while they were in Texas to three different shows. So the first show in Houston, I'm drumming along, looking at her going, I love you. You are awesome. Yeah. Drumming. Second night, like in San Antonio, I love you. You are awesome. Yeah. Third night, I said, you know what? I'm going to bring a sign. So I was wearing some jeans. I rolled it up under my jeans, had it in there. And uh, her name was, was Cindy. And so she's drumming. And I'm doing, I love you. Lenny Kravitz stops the show and goes, you know what? The last three nights, this guy's been hitting on my drummer. Let me tell you something, man. And then I pull out the sign and it says, Cindy left her drumsticks on my nightstand. And so then he's going, and let me tell you, oh, Lord. It just stops the show. Cindy gets from the drum riser, comes over, gives me two drumsticks, and the show went on. So it's signs work, man. It was fun. <laughs> so the... As far as like WrestleMania, like WrestleMania, the big events now, do they, does WWE ever reach out to you? Or No, uh, I would love it if they did, but no, they've, sometimes. Now that I'm they back, have, they won't. Uh, what's that? Now that I'm back with WWE, they won't. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks for the, the pull. I was there. trying to get a name. I was going to get them fired. Oh, great. Oh, um, wait, I got a name for you. Uh, damn it. I'll think of it in a minute. But uh, sometimes they, they've asked me to maybe uh, say a word or two for a DVD. Uh, uh, one time they had this biggest fan contest held in New York uh, where they had uh, everybody send in videos of why they're the biggest fan. And they called me and they said, you know about this promotion we're doing? I go, heck yeah, I'm putting together a video right now. Said, no, no, we want you to host. Wait, wait a minute, Rick. I got to jump in there. They called yeah. you. So you're on that list that WWE has a fan telephone number on hand. That means uh, yeah, that's not a good thing, Rick. Oh, am I on the blacklist or something? Is that <laughs> If they got your telephone number, you're on some list. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they wanted me to host this thing. Uh, well, a co-host with, with the great Jonathan Coachman. So, uh, yeah, wait, go, go ahead with that. What? The great Jonathan Coachman. <laughs> I've heard a lot of Jonathan Coachman. Jonathan Coachman. That's never one I've heard of. That's part of his name. The great Jonathan Coachman. 
nicest guy ever the opposite of john so cool right i was at his wedding get your number i don't know i come on you gotta have some idea how they got your number i'm sure it back then it was maybe myspace maybe they reached out to me nowadays it's twitter or facebook whatever i they got a hold of me i don't know but yeah it was it was an honor to to go there and and they had uh, Stone Cold and Batista and Cena as the judges for these videos and everything. And so, yeah, so every once in a while, they'll, they'll reach out to me for, for something or other, but heck yeah. What was your, what was your video they showed that day? Was it harassing I, John? They didn't want me to enter. They didn't uh, want you to enter. Wow. Yeah, they just wanted me to, to host and, and be a part of it. So I'm like, heck yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Put me up in a hotel in New York, sure. So have they, you- they, 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 have you kept your best signs? Do you have like a, a catalog of signs that you kept? You know, I I did. I had uh, a closet full of them um, for the longest time. And then you know how it is. Uh, maybe if you're moving or one day you're just looking going, why am I keeping these things? So I just, I kind of just dispose of them. And I think I might have some, I don't know, in a closet somewhere that I, I might have kept just for no you never cataloged uh each sign or anything like that no no nothing nothing like that you throw all that away of course yeah good yeah that's good he tried he tried to burn them but the pollution people came along and said uh, he could could put that up and smoke (laughs) well just just like the email he he sent me not long ago it went right to junk so you know it (laughs) makes sense junk yeah well yeah your reply was 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 priceless too are you the one that came up with jbl just a born loser now do you think that's good no i don't well i don't either (laughs) i don't think i came up with that then (laughs) i did uh once make a a sign of your face and it was an activating toilet where your hat was a lit the lid so (laughs) you remember that i remember that and i don't think it was funny I was my five minutes back at the gorilla pit position. Everybody was laughing their ass off. So my <laughs> really good. My senior year in college, my coach uh, Bob Shipley uh, te- called me or left a message or something. Said, "Hey, won't you cut your hair?" He was half ribbon. I didn't know that because uh, I'd gotten in trouble a little bit. I'd wrestled a bear and I'd gotten a little bit of trouble in college. So I cut my hair off, and I was so mad about it because I had really long hair. That when I went to take my seat, that's when you picture, had that mullet down there, right? That's right. That's right. No, no, it's a bi-level cut. It was not a mullet. <laughs> bi-level cut. So when I went to take my senior picture, my buddy had these wire rim glasses. I never wore glasses. They weren't mine. So I grabbed the glasses and put them on and for my senior picture because I was mad at the college. Well, to get me back, to get me back, they used that picture for the homecoming annual <laughs> for, for football. Yeah, Ricky, Rick, Rick, you gotta find that picture. I, no, 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 I, did, Rick I made a sign it. of it. Rick found it. He made a sign of it. He found that picture. And the funny yeah. part was, is that picture, the history of it was I took that picture because I was mad. I was trying to ruin the picture, and ACU used it ever since. And oh. Rick found it and put on there, once a nerd, always a nerd was, yeah. was the sign, which I didn't find funny. Oh, right, right. And uh being from Sweetwater. You know, which is famous for, I think, the rattlesnakes. I, I think before he went announcing, I, I said, hey, John, I got something from Sweetwater. And I threw this rubber snake at him. And <laughs> I was hoping he didn't think it was real or anything. Start stepping on it, you know. It's not funny. 
Okay, I I thought it was funny. Rick, was there ever a time when 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 the reaction of of, of one of the talents scared the hell out of you and and made you, why am I doing this? Well, that was uh, that was Mark Henry, and <laughs> there was another time, and it was actually uh, on Raw. Um, and you might be able to see this on on YouTube. I'm not sure. Uh, oh. It, it was uh, after WrestleMania in Hollywood. Batista just won uh, the world title against uh, Triple H. And Triple H, to start the show, came out to, to bitch and moan and yell. And he decided then to go out in the crowd. And I'm just yelling at him, you big loser. And you suck. And blah, blah, blah. Came up nose to nose with me and said, I'm going to take this title and shove it down your throat. And I was just like this and camera guys were like, check his pants, check his pants. And I, <laughs> I went up to P later. He's like, was that real? I go, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scared the, the crap out of me. But there was a, an, actually another time, which was really fun. It was actually here, American airline center in Dallas where I, I snuck in. I don't know how I got them in 50 edge suck signs. And it took me a while to make now, them. All, why I, did you have to sneak them in? Was that the time where they they just wouldn't let you bring signs in? Oh no, you could bring signs in, but who's going to bring in fifty? And I, I'm always worried about. I, I snuck a lot of stuff in for for like a, a stuffed rooster rooster for Vince that says Vince likes me. You know stuff. I can't believe I got that in pinata once for Jericho, sexy pinata. But anyway, fifty of these edge suck signs somehow got them in. I started passing them out all around the, the ring, all around the front row. And I said, everybody hold them down till he comes out. This is definitely on YouTube. You just put edge, edge sucks, I guess, WWE. And uh, he comes out, his reaction was so priceless. It's uh, and looking around, I can't believe this. Oh, what the, and I think JBL was commentating during that too. Cause uh, yeah, he was, he was commentating. And he blamed it on Cole or someone for, for, for bringing out the signs or something like that. But yeah, check that out. It was good. It worked. <laughs> the best sign story I've got was not sign guy, but it was a, a, a young girl in, uh, in Northern Ireland and I'm tag teaming with Kurt Angle and I go out wow. there and, and she had a creative sign. Not like the ones you made. It was funny. <laughs> but anyway, as I go to the ring, I grab the sign from her. And I go in the ring, but before I can do anything, Kurt Angle's music hits. So Kurt comes to the ring. It's like this, she's like a little bit, he's five or six years old. So Kurt oh, comes God. to the ring and, and he gets there. He goes, what is that? I go, man, some asshole made this sign about me. And Kurt goes, should I rip it up? I go, yeah. So Kurt oh. rips it up. <laughs> the little girl starts crying. <laughs> so, so, so Kurt looks at me, he goes, did you get that from that little girl? And I said, you're the one that ripped it up. <laughs> so I got the whole crowd booing me and my own tag team partner, Kurt Angle, calling me an asshole. He goes, you're an asshole. You're just a bad guy. He goes, that's not funny. It's a bad, you're a bad guy. God. that you, you know, you see that a lot, too, with uh, uh, the NXT Izzy, when uh, she actually got something taken off her by uh, Mercedes, and she started crying. And then there's videos of other kids started crying. I think it's an honor to get your sign taken away. The, the, the dad should go, kid. Look, that, wow, that, that's it's it's a it's it's great. But these poor kids, they don't know, and they just start crying. But it's 
Did you start an association of signing people around the world? Of signing people around the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you head of that sign people? That people that hold up signs around the world, all WWE. Is that part of your club? Do you have a club that you're president of? No, I, I'm not a part of any club or anything like that. I do have a staff of writers uh, who come yeah. up with ideas. <laughs> so, yeah, well, then there's the, the sign guy army. All and right. uh, just like JBL, it's my well, mom. Where, where do you get those? The pro wrestling tees or where? No, uh, it was actually. You, you, uh, you should contact them and have some t shirts made up. I don't think Kiss would be too happy about the logo. I mean, <laughs> but you know, my uh, stepbrother and sister uh, like uh, made this for me. Actually, it, it's my stepbrother's brother, Bug designed this and uh, gave it to me i've been wearing it ever since uh but uh yeah i don't i don't think i could sell them i think gene would be pretty mad at me i'm not sure though do you have like other fans that are super fans for lack of a better term that you keep up with oh yeah like um well, there's frank the clown there's brock <laughs> lesnar guy there's uh they all have names there's uh world's greatest uh, um uh, world's greatest fan uh geez there's there's a bunch of them out there that still go uh kevin tucker i mean we all have a blast out there at most of the shows the, i'd say 90 95 of the shows that i've been to i always go with my friend scott and scott kind of has the old jbl hair that's kind of long and stuff so um uh it's uh when he he always goes with me and at, at one point i was dating a girl brought her to a show and I think it was in Abilene or somewhere uh got there kind of late brought her in and JBL comes over and goes you're with a girl <laughs> so there are a lot are there a lot of big uh groups of JBL fans out there also I would imagine so Mr. Briscoe it uh are you still <laughs> doing like some auto work or do you have the body shop no, uh, the, the the fans got in the way. That big group of fans that I have that, that follow me around from from shop to shop. You know, I, I do consulting at, at different places, but uh, okay. Uh, well, I got an engine that's going. Can you yeah. fix that? Yeah, that that sounds familiar to the one that John had when he when the truck his thirty thousand dollar motor blew up at Taco Bell at uh, <laughs> downtown Sweetwater in front of his homecoming queen when he was being honest. No, does, no, you're you're getting this story all wrong. Right. He's wearing the glasses and yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My truck had a little bit of problem. I was I was <laughs> I was going to a show in Tyler, Texas, and I just fixed up my truck, but I hadn't fixed up the motor yet. Now, this was before I fixed up the motor. Hermes Sadler gave me a not give me well he basically gave it to me. Yes he did. So pretty much gave me a motor from that he had built for me. I paid for parts and stuff, but not enough really to cover the cost of motor. Hermie did me a huge favor. But before Hermie did me the favor, I had fixed up this truck, my high school truck. had 278,000 miles on it. Wood bed, all clear coat finish, chrome wheels, everything. But the motor wasn't any good. So I drive over to Tyler to show the boys. Tony Gurria wanted to see my truck. As I pull into Taco Bell to get something to drink, about a half a mile from the show, my truck overheats and breaks down. So I've got I've got I've got to walk to the show. What? How far yeah, is that? Yeah. So I'm walking by all the fans with my bag because my truck. <laughs> <didn't work. laughs> 
<laughs> Boy, and nobody tried to pick you up? Boy. Imagine that. <laughs> and Mr. Briscoe thinks that's, thinks that's funny. Great. And I broke down in front of all the fans <laughs> and had to walk to the show. Anybody heckle you on the way? or You think? <laughs> no, 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 John. <laughs> a heel walking into the show with a truck broken down? No, nobody heckled me. Oh, good. Well. <laughs> do, do you, do, 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 when, when guys, when the guys see the sign and their reaction is kind of, what, what, what's that mean there? Do, do other fans come up with you and, hey, man, Rick, way to go, Rick. You really got him tonight or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Every once in a while, I, I get that. But what I like is since it's, you know, WWE, there's there's more and more guys coming and they keep bringing in more and more guys and girls. And I love the reaction of maybe holding up a creative side of someone going, what the, who the hell's that and why? And then someone who knows, yeah, that's just sign guy. He's fine. He, you know, <laughs> don't worry about it. And that's that the local hospital around here. Yeah. And that happened, uh, I guess, a few months ago. Uh, uh, during a house show, uh, Ms. TV was doing his, his bit and um, he brought out uh, uh, A-Town Down. Um, I'm having a brain fart. That's terrible. Come on. He won money in the bank. <laughs> you are older. Good God. What year? It would just happen a couple months ago. I am having a what is wrong with me? Aaron Austin Theory. Austin Theory. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Is it too early to stop drinking? No. You're asking uh, me and Mr. Briscoe if you need yeah. to stop drinking. <laughs> Austin Theory. So I guess you I guess you become pretty good friends with a lot of WWE security guys. And... Yeah, oh uh, yes. <laughs> Try try to at least just yeah. to uh then the new they're, ones they're great guys by the way too oh yeah. my goodness they're good they're, they're, did, did any of them dislike you <sighs> did any of them like you uh okay uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right you 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 want me to name drop some people name drop. one name, name drop that despises me he must be the smart one. <laughs> Whenever we're at TV, pay-per-view, whatever, he comes and gets me. Jimmy Kelly. Steve Rubin. Steve Rubin. <laughs> He's not security. Hell, if you can't beat Steve Rubin up, you can't beat anybody. <laughs> Steve Rubin's like, give me the signs. Let's see him. That sucks. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That sucks. That sucks. That sucks. So... <laughs> Yeah. So Steve, Steve is the uh, censor for WWE. He, he took, yes, he, he's there to find me and uh, all the <laughs> bell ringer, producer, floor guy, whatever. They're all on headsets. And as soon as I walk in, they're like, he's here. He's here. It's Steve. It's Steve. Swarm, swarm. It's how, dang it. So usually level five, is, level five. Is yeah. Steve nice to you when he does it? No. Never been nice. I'm as nice as can be. How's the family? You're looking good. You're losing weight. What's going? Hey, he's in great shape. He does CrossFit now. He's he's like he's oh. like you ever see him, Jerry? He's got huge arms. He's he's really good shape. 
Well, Steve's uh, a great guy, by the way. Well, Steve's too. a wonderful guy. And now that I found out that they didn't like you, he's like one of he's my favorite able. guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Steve Newman right now is like at the top of the He's up there with Ron Simmons and Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys can have your fun whenever. He, he can't stand me when he comes how, how does How does Ron Simmons treat you? Does, does he treat you like John? Or does he, I, I haven't met Ron. I don't think I've ever met him. Do you, do you ever? Are there certain guys that you will not insult? Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley doesn't like me, <laughs> so I'll leave him Sorry. alone. Yeah. Uh, so is so Bubba leave, told you, you, you that leave, like you leave, leave, told you Oh, you Kevin Owens hates me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I do you, do you do, still do signs about him or what? Uh. Usually positive one now to try to get on the good side. Yeah, good, this good side. Yeah, but uh, so why did you always put negative ones about me? Well, to get this you're reaction, easy. just you're like easy. that. You're easy. That's why. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I actually have uh, a bunch of questions prepared. Uh, so whenever you're ready to do those, I will rattle them off. I'm ready. Are they for me or Mr. Briscoe or who? Uh, pretty much for you. Um, <laughs> okay. Who okayed the APA always pounding ass shirt? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> That's actually a really good question. If we caught, we caught more flack on that shirt. Well, we saw it. Ron goes, That's great. <laughs> I said, Leave it as it is. Oh, yeah. We saw it and let it go through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we thought it was funny. I don't know who approved it on, on the corporate side, uh, but oh, so you don't have any say of? No, no, we do. But we 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 we, we thought you, it was like oh, we understood all the double entendre of it. We under, okay. we thought we thought it was funny and let it go. Okay, okay. Now, are you you do from what I understand get a percentage from like merchandise, probably a small one, right? Right. Yeah, they use your name and likeness. That's generally the the theory that you get. Okay. To, uh, Would you thing. still be getting money for that from that shirt? Oh, I don't know because it's, oh. it's when they send us a breakdown uh, of like all your stuff. It's sometimes okay. it's like twelve or thirteen pages, and so it might oh, be wow. like one, okay. one or two little items where you get, you know, who knows, a dollar or fifty. You know, who knows? Got it. Okay. Every amount is listed somewhere. Okay. Uh, being a, a, a guru in investments, is WWE a good investment? Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 all the TV contracts and everything they have, that they've got a way to, to monetize so many different things. Because live, live content is at a premium right now in, in the television. In the, I say television, in the content world. Okay. Being an investment expert, what do you have to show for it? <laughs> I see, an, I see an unmade, an unmade bed back there. I'm uh, friends with I Mr. Briscoe. Yeah, but I own this hotel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't see any butlers. I, yeah. I'm overlooking uh, the practice facility of the Dallas Cowboys right now. So Jerry and I are very tight. So. You're the same age. I'm in the... Are your are your questions going to be you got yes? They get better. Okay. What fascinates me about being a commentator 
is how do you commentate when you got 10 people, 10 different people in your ear? You don't. You know what I mean? That's overblown, completely overblown. It, really? Michael Cole might have, uh, because he's been around so long, he, he can have 10 people in his ear and somebody texting him at the same time, and he handles every bit of it, every single bit of it. I've seen Michael Cole handle more traffic than that would blow a person's head up, a normal commentator. And it, you're not getting that same me. noise? He, he, will have, he will have the producer in his ear. He will have people in the, in the grill position in his ear. He will have people texting him all about the show, and he will be talking while he's answering all this or writing this down, talking about the match that he's calling. Michael Cole, what he does out there is ridiculous. I've, I've sat there and watched him. He's I, I don't know how. But as far as, as far as the color commentator, we don't have a lot of people in our ear. Uh, we'll have a couple people in our ear. And Vince, if you're asking about, was always very succinct in what he would say, very short sentences. He was actually, I thought, an excellent producer because you knew exactly where he was going. Because sometimes he kept things to himself that might come up later or come up two or three weeks later, and you'd say something that was prescient based upon what was going to happen that you didn't know about. So Vince, Vince in your ear, I thought, was always was very good. Michael Cole is the one that has to deal with all the traffic, and it is insane the amount of traffic that he has to deal with and as calm as he can be doing it. Yeah, He's, I, Michael's the best, Michael's the best uh, play-by-play guy I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you miss coaching? A hundred percent. Why didn't you stick with coach. that? Why didn't you What's stick that? with it? Why didn't you stick with it? Because as a football player, I was a good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved coaching, and I, I thought I, I needed to get into wrestling while I was still young enough to maybe make a living at it. That's why I always thought I'd go back to coaching uh, football, and I, I just never did because I was—I never dreamed I'd be in wrestling this long. That's one of the reasons I like working with kids now is because I enjoy coaching. I enjoy working with, you know, young, young people. Uh, to me, it's, yeah. it's very enjoyable. I thought so. I thought you'd be a pretty good coach. And my, my follow-up is, do you miss coach? <laughs> <laughs> coach was a lot of fun. We covered that. Or, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this is this is something I just I, I how mean, did this whole interview turn into your show? Because people want to know, and I, I just <laughs> jotted this down 15 minutes before we got on, and so I'm the, okay, all right, all right, all right, go ahead. All right, last one. F. Mary Kill. Do you know F. Mary Kill? F. Mary Kill. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. But that I won't was, answer if it's I won't answer if it's uh, divas because I'm not. Or I say divas, women in WWE because I'm not going to say something about colleagues. Fine. Well, forget it. Then. All right. <laughs> May Young, but no, I'm sorry. No. All right. That's all I got. Are you sure? Yes. You know, we met. So can we have the show back now, Rick? <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Handing the ball off. There you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> Every once in a while, we lose control like this, you know. And so, uh, that's right. We well, like I, that. I, I, I would say, I would say Michael Cole, and this is honestly how you you would you would hear it. You'd have somebody in his ear say, "Okay, Michael, we're going to skip fifty six. We're going to go to fifty seven. You got to do fifty eight live. We're going to do fifty nine after the break, and we'll do sixty as an on camera." All of that's just changed, and Michael at the same time is calling a match, and he's got to be able to do that. That's why you ha you've seen so few play by play guys in the history of this business. I mean, you've seen, you saw JR for years. You saw Cole for years. The mm -hmm. other guys, a lot of them have come, come and gone. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard doing live TV that changes. 
Whereas like say football doesn't change. A boxing match doesn't change. Like you have a knockout or something happens in a fight or somebody gets disqualified or a fight goes long, longer than you think it's going to or shorter than you think it's going to. That doesn't change the fact that the next boxing match is coming up. In wrestling, things change. You yeah. can have because you, you go from one thing to the next. Uh, are your pre-tape, your pre-tape coming up for that match might need to be moved over to the next segment and everything. So you're completely re- rearranging segments sometimes on the fly. And it don't yeah. happen. I mean, like John said, you know, all that noise in your ear, that, that's highly overrated. I, I sat there yeah. grill for I don't know how many years. I heard all the communications. And, and like uh, like JBL said, Vince, when Vince gets on there, he, it's four or five words, and it's right to the point, and you know exactly what he means to say. Wow. There's no cussing anybody out there, no getting on anybody. You got you got to keep everybody alert. And if you're if you're downgrading everybody, they're going to be depressed. They're going to come across during the commentary. And so uh, they got they got like uh, Kevin Dunn guys like Kevin from the truck in their ear. They got me from the grill in there. They got Vince in their ear. And that, that's basically it. All the other static is going to the referees or to the security at ringside yeah. or, or, or other people there. So, so it, it's a complicated job. And, and, and uh, how, how, Mike, how Michael and some of some guys just take it wrong because they've never had their feelings hurt, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so yeah. um, your feelings get hurt on live TV. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah. No matter where you who you are or where you're at, it's so, it's fascinating to see in between the commercial breaks, uh, you know, maybe some script changes, them coming in with different colored pages and uh, going, and then some makeup every once in a while, and you know, uh, change the changing of the mat uh, here and there. Uh, one of my favorite things that I wanted to ask John this was uh, this this raw this past Halloween, um, and I, I don't know why they do this, and please tell me. During this commercial break, oh, here's here's uh, John Brad's JBL, yeah, ding, 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 and he comes out. Let's go to break. Boom. He has to stand there in the ring, in a dark ring, while they're running promos on the Titan Tron, and he's got to stand there for five minutes, uncomfortably, just get, and I see him, he's going over his lines, he's, and I'm there yelling my ass off. <laughs> Don't screw I it up, JBL. I was I like, ignoring you. Could you hear me? Yes, I could hear you. I was ignoring you because I thought we can hear you all the way in the back. I thought if I looked at, I thought if I looked at you, it's going to embolden you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to acknowledge it. God, I was asking my friend, "Can you hear me?" Like right as it goes, it's silent. I'm like, blah blah blah. (laughs) That's a spot that sucks being. I've been in it a bunch of times, especially recently. It's just promotion. You know, they they want to promote what's coming on the other side of the commercials, so they send one person out, and unfortunately, you got to stay out there. Some guys will go back. I don't care if I I don't care about going back. I just soon stay out there. You know, some guys like to go back and then, like, say, as soon as they go to break, they'll go back, and then ten seconds before they come back, we'll come back out. I just always thought. I mean, why why not have them come out after the break? Instead it's of promotion, it's promotion for what's coming on after the break. Oh, oh, oh! It'll it'll keep finish, you, you finish a, You finish a match, and you want okay. to say Roman Reigns is going to be after the thing. So you saw Roman Reigns' entrance. Okay. And then you come back up, and Roman's in the ring. You know, in TV yeah. time, that's you know two seconds. In real time, that's five minutes. It's a long time to be out there. It seems like a break. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Fortunately, they turn off they turn off the lights and play something on the Tron. Yeah. 
And surprisingly, most people just forget about you, except you yelling at me. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love it. So, I, I, know, I, think, I know I know. when we get asked this question, Rick, it, it, it's hard to answer, and I, I would imagine it's hard to answer. Who is your favorite all-time wrestler? And, and the response, who, who, who's given you some of the greatest responses from your side? And, and, uh, and you, you don't have to say me. We, you know, that's... I know, I know JBL's at the top of the list, but let, let, let's just ignore that he's in the room now and, and be honest with me. Is uh, I had a sign for him once that said, JBL's here, hooray for the mute button. Well, can we mute him right now? So, <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> uh, it, I, I've been asked that uh, question quite a bit, and I'll, I'll have to go back to, to being uh, in Gahanna, Ohio, watching the, the Superstation and seeing this obnoxious, loudmouth, larger-than-life guy who I totally wanted to, to be opposite of growing up, Ric Flair uh just over the top just look what i got look 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 what you have you know I'm, of course jbl's inspired by rick flair but uh i'd love to get it in with him and i have uh for a number of shows telling you know, you get your suits from jc penny that's a nice dollar store watch you got there and he has to come over and show me it's designer and let me know and tell me to shut up and Hey, have you touched on his baggy pants recently? Uh, oh, J.B. Hills? <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Did, did you forget yours well, and had to go get those, some? Or? Those were 330-pound uh, J.B.L. clothes, but now he's 185. And he, I, uh, have, I have pants that fit. I don't wear skinny jeans because I'm an adult. <laughs> it's simple. So you meant to do that? I have pants he's a, that he's a fashion icon. Haven't you seen GQ with his picture in there and all these pictures? All That's these right. movie stars now are copy of JBL's style. We're all copying pants off. Pants that fit. Weren't there a bunch of signs the next Monday about your baggy pants? I think I saw some. Until I explained to them that snowflakes wear tight jeans and men uh, wear baggy <laughs> pants. And they're not baggy pants, they're pants that fit. I have a large ass. I got more ass than a donkey farm. All right. Yeah. Coach, told, coach told me to haul ass and take four trips. Okay. <laughs> Stand and I'm not going to put 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. So I put my 10 pounds of potatoes in a 10-pound sack. That's my pants, baggy pants. To you, because it's not skinny jeans, because I'm an adult. Is this a Dockers commercial we're watching? or <laughs> No, it's a fact about pants. I happen to know all about them. <laughs> he likes skinny pants, in other words. <laughs> Rick, 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 you during your do you frequent other promotions, wrestling matches, and do the same thing over there? Uh, yeah, from time to time. Who? What? Do they hate you too? No, I am so well respected. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, let's see. Impact Wrestling was just here. Uh. Not too long ago, uh, uh, shooting for two nights, I brought a few signs there. And what, what I think of what's great about uh, other promotions is you get old WWE guys, yeah. you know, that have, have traveled from here and there. And it's great to see, you know, I, I, I was yelling at uh, uh, Mia Yim uh, before she came back to WWE. She was working for Impact. And I, you know, text Shelton. I go, oh, you got a little something for me for Mia? And he's like, yes, do this. And so... <laughs> 
sometimes I get sign ideas going going that route. So that, that's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, it's good to see uh, uh, different uh, independent promotions as well. I mean, there's local promotions everywhere uh, across the country that have just some phenomenal uh, phenomenal wrestlers and, and entertainment. And uh, uh, remind, speaking of which, remind me at the end when we're done, I, I want to uh, promote something, if I may, uh, about a local pre- wrestling promotion that ran some, some bad luck. So, uh, no, I, I, I still go. I, uh, AEW is, is coming here pretty soon. Um, I'll, I'll attend that and see, you know, friends like Jericho. I'll hold up maybe a sign or two. You know, Jericho, thanks for not singing tonight. Stuff like that. So, yeah. I still go. Good. I don't know why a promotion wouldn't have you come. I mean, you know, like you're such a fixture on WWE. I don't know why a promotion that's running that's trying to make it and appear that they are part of the major leagues. And I'm not picking on any promotions out there, an independent promotion, whatever, wouldn't have you come and sit front row and, and do your signs. Uh, well, okay. You said you have editing. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, with with the WWE, I, I've been front row for uh, you know countless shows, and I get moved. Uh, I, I would sit front row on cam, um, uh, ready to go with my signs, and Steve Rubin would come over. Let's go, and we would go to what is called the penalty box, which is uh, the last two seats front row uh, off cam. Uh, kind of closest to the, the bell ringer, that area. So we'd go to the penalty box, still have a blast. I mean, I'd yell and be obnoxious, and, you know, about all the, the talent and, and stuff like that. Be fun. No signs allowed there because once you hold it up, blocks the view uh, of the hard cam. So, I mean, for, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 years, it, I've been, uh, you know, moved over there, uh, which is fine, uh, which I, I don't have any beef about, but I, I don't know. I took a guess on who didn't want me there. So for this past Halloween, I dressed up as the person that I think didn't didn't want me there. And I, I kind of I sent you that picture. He's a certain person that works at a truck. Yeah, and that's, and that's like making fun of Vince to me and Jerry because he, he's a right. Man. <laughs> yeah, but right. I can under I can understand his point of view. Right. Sure. He, he has no idea what you're going to hold up. Uh, I, I've gotten those checked, but, uh, you know, as of late, and there's another thing too, is what, what I kind of understand is I don't want to take away from the show it, itself. I, I want to, sure. I, I love the interaction with the talent. That'd be funny if they laugh or don't laugh at a sign and all that stuff. And at house shows, it's free for all. It's, it's awesome. But I understand during, television we got a show to do and you know it's this 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 and i don't want to disrupt anybody by holding up a sign during something or other stuff so so you pretty well know when the commercials are coming on and 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 all that so when 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 to hold up your signs and when the show's coming on back from commercial break you know that you know they're going to be a pan so you get your signs up yeah How, how do you rick get all those front row seats it's it it was expensive very expensive. I mean, it, back in the day, it was just as soon as it went on sale, jump on there, uh, eBay, StubHub, whatever, uh, try to go for it. Front row seats are very difficult to, to get to a WWE. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why 
I'm not going to 40 or 50 a year. Now it's, you know, just kind of sprinkled in here and there. And these major pay-per-views, forget about it. It's those are thousands and thousands of dollars. So I'll stick to house shows. Love it. Yeah. House shows are so much fun. They, they are. And in a, in a wrestler's point of view though, are they like, uh, man, we're in Tyler or we're in BF. We're in, if you're in tech, if you're in Texas, yes, they do say, "Oh, we're in Tyler." But if, if you're in if you're in if you're in Oklahoma, oh man, we're in Oklahoma. We're, we're in Charleston. What a great city, you know. But yeah, they do say if we're in Tyler, yeah. Oh man, well, what what did I do to get here? You know? Tyler's great, man. Thank you, thank you. Tyler's great. It is. I worked at KTK for Earl Campbell years. from Tyler. Earl Campbell. Oh, That's okay. right, Rose City or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Rose Capital, not the Rose City. Rose Capital. The Tyler do the people, Rose. Do, do the people do the people at the buildings know who you are? The people at the like uh, uh, building management. Uh, like yes. when you go, do, 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 can you go like to the box office? Hey, Rick, how you doing? Hey, you well, they're coming back in, in a month, two months from now. Can I get get my name on the list? Well, uh, usually the local security knows. Uh, just going to so many things and wearing the same dumb outfit that they. Huh. They say, okay, he's he's okay. Oh, do you have more than one outfit? Do you have more than one blue shirt and one runner cap? No, I'm like Einstein, where he had, <laughs> you know, the same shirt and pants. It's around the same thing. That's as, the uh, only way you're like Einstein. <laughs> so geniuses, you know, we we just we don't have to choose. We're this is a, a fashion statement that's really homeless people don't either. <laughs> you know, one time my, my brother-in-law asked me, how do you come up with your brilliant ideas? And, uh, you know, what do you do when it just hits you? You know, when God just throws that idea in there, I pretty much just write it down on any piece of paper that I see. And all now that. You're, sleep, you're sleeping at three o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden I did. Do you wake up? And do you write that down? Heck yeah. I keep a pad right by the bed, <laughs> wow. scribble it down. He goes, you're kind of like John Lennon. That, that's yeah. dedication, man. That's dedication, John. You know, you told me he, he did. He was just uh, one of these bums off the street. We're learning so much about you, uh, Rick. Oh, Lee. it's yeah. These gifts are gold. You know, these ideas. So, you know, I put them in my phone anywhere I, I, I can. Write it on some toilet do, paper. Do, do fans, do fans come up to you and give you give you suggestions? Hey, I, I heard this about John or anything. some. <laughs> No, any fans out there who have any dirt on John, let me know. Uh, I will include that in the next time. He's pretty much all over the internet. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to look far. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't look. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you too. Is I, I never thought you being a manager, and I should have. I go, what a great fit. I mean, is this something that you thought of or planned, or did they come to you and say, hey, will you be a manager or? No, I no, I they called me and said, "Hey, we want you to do something uh, with Baron in Oklahoma." And I didn't know if it was a one-off. I don't know if they did either. I mean, it, it all came as a surprise, hundred percent surprise. I'm very, I'm very glad it did. I'm having a lot wow. of fun, but no, it was not something where I, I was wanting. Hey, I want to be a manager. I, I didn't know any of it was coming. Baron and I, Baron and I were decent friends. I think pretty good friends. Yeah. But, but it just kind of came out of the blue. 
Yeah, that's good stuff. And I, I, not to get too personal, but do, they, do, do you have to sign a contract for a certain amount of time or are they just kind of, uh, I don't know, a one, three off, four off? They just kind of keep calling me. Keep calling <laughs> so me. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Literally, literally, I told Jerry before we started going in, I said, I don't know if I'm working next Monday or not. I have no idea. Right. And they called me on you know Thursday, usually after creative, and said, we need you Monday or I go back. Okay. It's, it's all been a surprise. Or sometimes we're talking about the show, and I said, John, are you going to be available next Tuesday? Well, I don't know. Where am I? I got to tell him where he's at. You know? right. That's right. That's right. Man. No, I, it, it's, it's been, actually been wonderful. It really has, because I, I had no idea I was going back to do anything. And I don't even know if I'm going back a bunch more times or not. I mean, they just kind of call me when they want me. And yeah. Later, and in the week. And I'm, I'm disappointed that it's just TV because I was thinking, oh, my God, though the house shows will be just <laughs> phenomenal fun. I mean, I, I got to make at least six signs. I mean, I would, actually, I would enjoy doing uh, the, the live events because that would that was always the most fun because you got so much free reign with the promos and your matches. And yeah. I really enjoy live events. Right. Oh, damn it. Oh, well. Yeah, before when you were asking about Tyler, Texas, guys really enjoy the house shows. You know, it's just like the fans enjoy the house shows a little bit, a little bit more because it's so so much more continuity to it. It just flows, you know, so much easier. And it's not all drug out. And the guys enjoy it because it gives you time to get into a ring and kind of go over stuff that that you need to go over and kind of kind of kind of work on your spots and everything. So it 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 it, it house shows are, to me are, are the greatest fan experience and also great for the for the talent too. I just thought you know because travel is just got to be a beating, yeah. and well, you go to this little podunk town in in Idaho uh, would just be a beating itself. But I know that the shows it looks like everybody uh, I'm talking about the talent ha is is having a good time, and I, I was actually brought backstage a few times to some house shows and and just found it pretty cool that. I guess they have a, a camera uh, set up to where there's guys in the back watching these live events. You know, these are non-televised, but right. you got a camera set up and they're- Oh, so they're, we, we record everything. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and Tyler, as a matter of fact, when, when Kane uh, still wasn't speaking and had the mask and all that kind of stuff, I didn't know he could speak. And he came up to me <laughs> and whispered in my ear before he went back, he goes, hey, turn your signs around to the camera. We can't see them from back here. So I have to <laughs> do that before the, I'm like, wow, cool. So you're doing that just for the mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, one time after, a, after a, a TV show or whatever, he was driving a car and he almost tried to hit me. And I went over to the passenger side. I like, can I get a ride in my car? He's like, yeah, get on in. Grabbed it and he went, and, you know, took off and, He's when nice. he pulled up to a building with Paul Bearer, you know, Kane was huge kayfabe. He'd wear a ski mask, his mask. He, you never saw him without his mask. Really? Wow. So when he pulled up with, uh, with Paul Bearer, a lot of times he'd have his towel over his head, you know, because he couldn't wear a ski mask driving down the highway. Somebody would <laughs> call the cops on you. So he'd pull up and Paul Bearer would roll down the window and yell to the fans, look, Kane can drive. Kane can drive. <laughs> <laughs> it would make Glenn so mad. <laughs> God, I don't know. so so Rick, uh, what what are you doing now, and what what calls? What how can the guys follow you and 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 keep up 
of what you're doing. What 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 message do you want to get out to the fans today? Well, uh, there we were talking about independent um, wrestling promotions. There's actually one in Sherman, Texas, uh, at the Elks Lodge, and I think from from Dallas, it's it's about 45 minutes away. About uh, once or twice a month, they have a promotion. It's great, and sometimes they bring in you know the Good Brothers or. Uh, Geez, Carlito, uh, just uh, it's it's it, it's a great promotion. And um, uh, Robert, who runs it, actually had a trailer full of uh, uh, the, the ring, uh, everything used at the Elks Lodge for a show, as well as tons and tons and tons of uh, wrapped gifts for underprivileged kids. Trailer was stolen. Uh, so they're yeah, it's it's just terrible. I mean, in from his words, it's, yeah, losing the ring stuff's one thing, but geez, he lost like $50,000 worth of toys and everything for, for these kids. So uh, if anybody wants to, if they go to Texoma Pro uh, at yahoo.com, they can get in touch with uh, Robert and maybe ask how you can help and uh, hopefully, you know, help his promotion, help these kids. Great. Awesome. Yep. Well, Rick, thank you so much for coming on. I, I still think your signs about me were, were not clever, uh, funny, or I thought they were stupid. Well, but. it's a work in progress, I guess, after 20-some years. So I'll keep trying. And whenever you get to get around to learning to read and having a sense of humor, you'd let me know. Well, Rick, thank you. You know, you, you, your, 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 your signs are artwork to me. And the guys like Layfield from Texas, you know. They don't appreciate fine artwork like most of them. Artists appreciate artists. Exactly.